Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and today we are talking with Emmy winning, Golden Globe winning and all around one of my favorite actresses, Jane Lynch, about her Christmas album, A Swingin' Christmas. Plus, she's hosting the reboot of The Weakest Link on NBC. We're so excited to have her on the show this morning. Good morning, Jane. Welcome. Well, thank you so much, Kendra. Good morning to you. Well, I know we had you on our morning show just last week, but I am I'm so honored to have you on this segment because we love highlighting women who have done extraordinary things, and you're exceptional in so many ways on and off the screen. So we appreciate you here in Boston taking some more time for us. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. So we've been in this pandemic for, you know, Almost a year, almost a year. And I find myself looking through pictures to sort of find the last thing that I was doing before everything kind of shut down back in March. And I wanted to ask you first off the bat, what was the last thing that you remember doing right before the pandemic hit, right before everything sort of shut down? Was there a project or a show that you were working on? Or Oh, my God. You know what? I cannot Remember, and as I'm sitting here, I might like go look at my calendar, but it was March, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. I, gosh, I have no idea. I have no memory whatsoever. <laughs> it's of just a what blur. It's probably better oh, I, that you way. You know what I was doing? I'll tell you what I was doing. Um, I, I was in Chicago and I, I made a commercial reel. I, I wanted, want to start directing. And um, uh, I did it with a, a production house in Chicago and I did some commercials for the Illinois Tourism Board, and all of it got um, like shelved <laughs> because oh of God. the pandemic. So that's what the that's the last thing I did. It's so funny, and I keep scrolling through my pictures, and I, I'm like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, to see you know <laughs> right before that last moment. But I always wondered that, so that that's yeah. that's interesting. Did you yeah. learn anything new while you were in quarantine, or maybe what's the best thing? How about we'll we'll go for silver linings here. What's the best thing? that you discovered while being locked down or sort of quarantined in your house? Sure. Well, you know, my life didn't change that much. I live in Southern California, so it's warm out. Um, and, I, we, you know, I can still do my walks. I still go. I, I didn't work, so I, I missed that. But I, what I found is that I, I and I think my fellow humans, were so much more adaptable than we think we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we make the best out of every situation. And I look at Hollywood. Hollywood has figured out a way to continue production uh, safely 
And um, I, I think that's a great thing because in September I did 13 episodes of uh, The Weakest Link, and I've also done some other, um, you know, some other shows. And so it, we, we figured out a way to do it. So I think we're adaptable. We, we take care of each other. And um, I, I think that's a, you know, because we're talking about all the negative things. And, of course, there's still so many people getting infected, and we're still losing way too many lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this politicization of ma- wearing a mask, which to me is just insane. I know. Um, it's so, crazy. you know, I think that for the most part, though, we're we're doing pretty well as a species through this. <laughs> you know, I was you mentioned Hollywood sort of managing through this. I was going to ask that because, you know, watching whatever you're watching, if you're watching cable, you're watching Netflix, whatever, a lot of the stuff that's coming out now was filmed probably before all of this happened. Yeah. So I was going to ask, what's happening right now in Hollywood for for like a year from now or two years from now when normally what would be filmed now would be coming out? How are they managing yeah. filming with everything? I, I uh, know that we're going to go back to Mrs. Maisel um, in the beginning of the year in January. So they oh, figured awesome. it out. You know, yes. we were supposed to go back in um, May. So, uh, you know, uh, you probably won't see any Maisel for several months, but who knows, they might start releasing them as soon as they make them. Um, I have no idea how they're going to do it, but I know that it's been written, uh, the whole season has been written and ready to go since May, so we're hitting the ground running. Um, uh, Yeah, so I guess that I I have a feeling there won't be any uh, noticeable um, lack of content. I think there's a lot of stuff uh, that people will watch over again. Um, uh, I think there's still a lot of product that was shot before the pandemic that is now about to be released. So I don't think uh, television television watchers will suffer. (laughs) I love it. See, that's all I needed to hear. Jane Lynch told me it's going to be all good. We're going to have stuff to watch. (laughs) We'll be fine. So let's talk about this awesome Christmas album, A Swingin' Little Christmas. You did it alongside Kate Flannery from The Office and Tim Davis. You know, we played Up on the Rooftop last week on our morning show. Actually, let's listen to a little clip of it right now. Swinging Santa Claus Sliding down the chimney with lots of toys All for the little good girls and boys Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Up on the housetop, click, click, click Down through the chimney with good Saint Nick This song is amazing. And you know, after we played this, we got so many comments from listeners who loved it. It's such an upbeat song with a nice throwback sound to it. What made you decide to do a Christmas album? Well, uh, Kate Flannery, who played Meredith the Drunk in the Office, is one of my best friends, and we've been <laughs> singing together for decades. And we have been touring all over the country doing uh, a, a show called Two Lost Souls and um, a, a Swing and Little Christmas, from which the album arose. So we've been doing live Christmas uh, shows for probably the last six or seven years. And the music that we were singing, we put on an album. And Tony Guerrero, who is our uh, band leader and our orchestrator, is part owner of a recording studio. So we used his recording studio. We got some uh, uh, you know, tight, tight vocal arrangements by Tim Davis, who is also the vocal arranger on Glee. And he sings with us and performs with us. And so this year, we didn't get to go do our tour. It's all been canceled. So we decided to just push the album a little more. So that's why I'm talking to you and why I talked to a bunch of radio stations over the last couple of weeks is to bring our little uh, swinging little Christmas show to people's living rooms um, without having to, you know, get on the old tour bus, which we really miss doing. 
It's really great. I love that it's got that throwback sound to it because that's that's my favorite part of Christmas music. I like the originals, the classics, the throwbacks, and it's up on the rooftop is so upbeat and happy and it puts us in such a good mood and I think we need it so badly right now. And I, I love it. You actually, listeners can can go to janelynchofficial.com right now, and you can mm-hmm. you can buy it, download it, stream it, everything. I wanted to ask you about decorating in the house because I have three young kids, all under ten years old, and they were really excited to decorate super super early this year. But as a kid, my mom had all of these Christmas bins, all these decoration bins. Yeah. And she would keep Polaroid pictures of how she set up each room in the house in the bin so that, you know, she would know when she pulled them out where everything goes. And she would do nothing before Thanksgiving. She had like a set of rules. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just curious how it was for you growing up and how soon, if you haven't decorated yet, will you decorate? And do you have, you know, weird rules for it like, like my crazy mother did? Well, we, we didn't listen to, I don't know if it was a rule, but we wouldn't listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. But yeah. boy, was that the most fun thing to do because we had these albums that we would play on the phonograph and we would play the same albums every year. And most of them were these um, uh, Firestone compilations. I think I talked about it on the other show with you the other day. Uh, Firestone Tire companies to release a Christmas album every yep. year. And it That's would right. be the, the um, current recording stars like Andy Davis and Andy Davis and, and what's his name Andy Andy Williams Andy Williams <laughs> oh he's a director Andy Williams and um, Frank Sinatra Rosemary Clooney the Andrews sisters Bing Crosby and then they'd also have a choral devotional music so that is Christmas to me yeah. and we had this wonderful little log cabin it was a small little uh, you know a miniature log cabin that we burned pine incense from and that those sounds and that smell was Christmas for me and my family. I love that. Did you always like to sing too? Like even when you were a kid, did you always yeah, enjoy that? I did. Oh my goodness, yes. I would sing at the top of my lungs with musicals. My mother loved musicals like Funny Girl and uh, the King and I, uh, uh, all the Rodgers and Hammerstein stuff, Hammerstein stuff like uh, The Sound of Music, My Fair Lady, and um, t- my mom would, you know, when we would, when we would clean the house, when she would clean the house right. on, we, on yeah. the weekends, yeah. um, on the weekends, because <laughs> we didn't have no cleaning ladies back then. Right. Uh, the way, you know, I, I, I pay somebody now, but um, uh, we would, you know, she would do it, and she would sing, and I would sing, and our whole family would sing at the top of our lungs to all this music, and and of course the Christmas music too. We just loved it. You know, you mentioned to us before that you recorded a duet with Dick Van Dyke. What yes. was that like? Oh, That's like, were you starstruck? I would be like, I would be able to speak. <laughs> yeah, I was starstruck, but you know, you got a job to do, so you have to kind of, um, you know, put that in your your uh, in the back of your head while you're doing what you got to do. He's a lovely man, and he's, you know, he's in his mid-90s now. Yeah. He's just got it going on, and and we were just really honored. Uh, and it's on it, the album. It's an extra for uh, if you buy the album, you get that song. And there's a video up there, too, that I shot with uh, with Dick. And that, that was a lot of fun as well. And a, a dream come true, a dream I didn't even know I had. It was that preposterous. I didn't realize that one of your first on-screen roles, and tell me if, correct me if I'm wrong, was in The Fugitive when yeah. you played Harrison Ford's friend, Dr. Kathy, you were in the lab and you were like the yeah. one true friend he had to help him, you yeah. know, figure it out. 
I think I'd been in a movie before that called Vice Versa, which was uh, also shot in Chicago. But yes, with Judge Reinhold. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, I, I, I love I, that movie. I had a small part in that. Um, I think I had like three lines, but um, I, I, I'm in that one. That was a big deal. But the the, the uh, Harrison Ford film, The Fugitive, was a huge deal. I didn't even audition for it. Someone had seen me in a play and offered me the role. It was the first time I was offered a role. And um, uh, working with him, just such a huge star. It's enough, It's like you know, working with Dick Van Dyke. You kind of have to put the star struckness um, in the back of your mind and right. just do your job. And I did. So that was a really good test for me, I think, going forward that I was able to, you know, uh, focus on the acting when I'm working with somebody, you know. And I did that. Again, uh, it, it was a, um, a, a great thrill and also intimidating to work with Meryl Streep. And you just kind of show up and you do your job. Wow. I, I can't, I just cannot get over that. When I was reading that, I was like, wow, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good start. Not bad, right? Not bad. Well, if you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. And we've been talking with Emmy winning actress Jane Lynch about her Christmas album, A Swing in Christmas. And she's hosting the reboot of The Weakest Link, which is airing on Tuesday nights on NBC. Let's get back to our conversation. So, you know, you're hosting the reboot of The Weakest Link on NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how did that how did that happen? Because that was such a well-known show with Ann Robinson for a long time. Right. How did that how did that come to you? Well, Stuart Krasnow, who was a, an executive producer on that first iteration of it that uh, Ann Robinson did here in the early 2000s, uh, he and BBC were uh, wanted to bring it back. So I've known Stuart for several years, and we've been looking for you know, a way to work together, and uh, he said, would you want to do this? So that's how that happened, and I said, of course, yes. And uh, it, it turned out to be a lifesaver because, you know, it was during quarantine, and I hadn't worked in, I guess it would have been six months at that point. So for the first week of September, we knocked out 13 episodes of The Weakest Link in four days, and I, I was exhausted and happy, and everybody was. We were so glad to be back to work. Oh, I'm sure. Just getting out of the house. I mean, I remember the first time I could go into like a grocery store, I was like, yes. Yeah, big deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So happy to do it. You know, you've hosted game shows before and you're good at it. And it it looks so easy to the viewer. But I imagine there's got to be a trick to doing it as well as you do it. You're very smooth in in your presentation and your delivery. Do you ever... And I ask this because I have trouble understanding Go Fish. So do you ever get confused... (laughs) Like explaining the rules of the games, or I, I'm just amazed at how well in Ho- you do on it. Hollywood game night because we had so many games. I mean, we had over a hundred games that I had to be familiar with. So I, you know, I just do a brush up um, before I go out there, and everything's in the teleprompter. So I I might get confused, but if I read the teleprompter with confidence. <laughs> It's no problem. But in playing the game, because I'm kind of the referee on Hollywood Game Night, uh, that you know, I, I, yeah, there were times and I, I had to like stop and go, what are we doing here? <laughs> but in uh, the weakest link, it's one game over the course of an hour, and it's it's you know, I I learned the game of course with several uh, Zoom rehearsals prior, so I'm I'm pretty up on how the game works, so uh, I'm able to steer the ship and let the contestants just relax and um, uh, you know play the game. 
so once the weakest link is sort of finished or if you finished already what is what's the next project that you would like to work on or the next adventure that you as Jane Lynch the Emmy winning Golden Globe winning actress would like mm-hmm. to take on Oh god you know I don't have any specific and I've never had any specific goals in my life really I I just kind of <laughs> see what comes up next <laughs> Hey that's a good way to be it's worked out pretty well for you so far Yeah when all of this pandemic crisis mm-hmm. and the restrictions are lifted, what is the first thing? It could be a place you want to go to, a person mm-hmm. you want to see, or something you want to do. First thing, once they say, okay, we're good, we're back to normal, what do you want to do? I want to go see a play on Broadway. Yeah. I want to go into a theater and have the lights go down and transport me to another world. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? Oh, I miss yeah. it so much. Me too. Oh, I do. Well, this show that we do here, it's called Exceptional Women. And we like to, of course, promote women who are doing extraordinary things, whether it be national or local. Mm -hmm. And you've had so much success and you're such a real, honest and and down to earth person. What advice do you have for all the women that we have listening right now? Just some down and dirty, raw advice for anyone who wants to get into TV or film. What advice would you have for them? Well, it's the same advice to men and women, but so let me just, it's not so much um, getting into film, but uh, just in in life, uh, take your seat at the table, and you deserve a seat at the table. Mm. You need to earn it as as much as anybody else, but don't be afraid of it. We tend to apologize too much. We tend to um, not trust our judgment. I, I find myself doing that a lot where I'll say, uh, you know, especially now that I'm in a producer uh, position on the weakest link, I'll say, let's do blah, blah, blah. And then I will stop myself and say, if you think that's okay, when I know deep down inside that it's a it really, okay. it's a strong choice. Yeah. It's what I want. Um, and, and it's best for the show. When I, if I could just stop myself before I say, if you think that's all right, I think we couch our opinions um, and uh, uh, I think that, uh, you know, it doesn't mean we have to be forceful or arrogant or get in somebody's face. It's just, I, I, I watch women before me do this where they take their metaphorical seat at the table with mm-hmm. grace and dignity, and, and that's how you get respect. That's true. That's very true. Is there someone in your life that that you would say is sort of the inspiration every day to you or, or somebody maybe that inspires you every day to just be the best person that you can be? My partner, Jen, who is um, just a fair-minded and gentle and kind and there's a generosity about her that is um, lovely and I think she has uh, not made me a better person, but it's it's certainly inspired those qualities in me. I love talking with you, honestly. You, I, I would love to just hang out with you. And just <laughs> oh, I'm boring. Party. Oh God, no! I would love to. You are you're so amazing, and you do such great work, and well, and you have such a positive you. attitude. We we appreciate it, and honestly, I think people need to hear that, and we can hear it in your voice. And and this Christmas album is honestly the perfect setting and the perfect opportunity for people to just have some positive happy moments in their life right now it's again it's called a swinging little christmas you can find it at janelynchofficial.com i mean it's awesome and we played up on the rooftop right here on magic 106.7 it is fantastic kate flannery from the office and tim davis it's it's a fantastic album i encourage everybody who's listening right now to go and check it out and Jane, it was such an honor for me to have you on the show this morning. You really are exceptional, and, and we love you here in Boston. So. Oh, thank you, Kat.
Sinatra. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you so much to actress Jane Lynch for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk with celebrities and CEOs, but we're also interested in talking with your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Go to magic1067.com and email us if you know someone that you would like to recommend to be featured on our show. And you can follow us on Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. We love hearing from you and be sure to join us every Sunday morning for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.